0: This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm Matt Doherty, one of the founding Benchwarmers, and I'm here to introduce you to our new podcast and to the rest of our crew. Our typical podcast would pit two teams of two against each other. Over time, we'll mix in guests with our regular benchwarmers. Our games will be written mostly by us, and we'll mix in some uh, special guest writers or special fun episodes from time to time. Within the game, we'll have some tailgating, a fun music or movies-themed halftime show, and four quarters of play that can change in format from week to week. And all of that will culminate in the crowning of each week's coveted clipboard captain. Now, let's meet the Benchwarmers. I've asked them to tell us a little bit about themselves, uh, what teams they follow, a formative sports experience, and then a random piece of information. We'll go ahead and start with Dan.
1: All right. I am Dan Lundberg. I grew up in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area of uh, Minnesota and uh, now live in rural North Carolina in a town called Locust. Um, I have a lot of teams that I follow, all of them Minnesota teams, and all of them heartbreaking at given times, like all the time. Um, I am a big fan of the Minnesota Vikings, first and foremost, Um, the Twins after that. Uh, Timberwolves and Wild are in there. um, Throw in Minnesota United, I guess. All the Minnesota golfers' sports, um, even the Minnesota Lynx, every now and then. I grew up during a time when the Minnesota Twins were winning uh, World Series, so I was. um, That's where I got really big into sports. Was uh, was watching a very good team play Um, in ninth grade for me. They won the uh, their first World Series, and I was hooked. Um. Random piece of, uh, of information about
2: me,
1: I was uh, working for the restaurant that Randy Moss um, dragged through the mud when he came back to Minnesota and said that uh, he wouldn't feed the food to his dog, um, which basically got him run out of town because that place was very well-liked in the Twin Cities. Um, we, uh, we did a, a fundraiser for um, animal um, shelters um, after he said that, and we uh, we made we made quite a bit of money by by putting the same buffet that we put out for the Vikings um, available to the public for uh, eight dollars and forty cents, or for a uh, a donated Randy Moss jersey to uh, to be burned. So that was a uh, that was that was a lot of fun. We uh, I, I still love Randy, but um, we, we we had a lot of fun with him at that point.
0: Straight cash, homies, right? What was the name of that uh, restaurant again? I forget. Uh, that was Tanucci's. F- Tanucci's, that's right, yeah. That was awesome. Man, there's so many of those fun. Uh, it must be, it's kind of entertaining, you know, just watching sports and watching not only the uh, drama of the game, but the drama of the off the field stuff. must be just multiplied by two or three when being a Vikings fan. It's got to be just entertaining to be all, right?
1: I'm going to give you one of those. (laughs) You don't get any more. The entire run of this podcast, you're done.
0: (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Good deal. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. Nice to meet you. And thanks for joining in on the bench warmers. All right. Now let's swing over to Buffalo where everyone's favorite Buffalo sports fan, Eric Ede. Go ahead,
3: Eric.
4: Yeah. Right. Um, Let's see. My name's Eric. Um, I was actually born in Philadelphia. Uh, lived there till I was about seven, then moved to a wonderful, sunny Buffalo, um, where I pretty much grew up here and not liking any buffalo teams at all. Um, I married uh, my wife Elena. I have two sons, Aiden and Oliver. Um, one 14, one is two, and my two dogs, Hightower and Tackleberry. Um, I work as a nurse in pediatrics. I give shots to children all day long. Um, a lot of screaming kids in my ear all day. Um, my teams actually, it's kind of weird because living in Buffalo, you have a lot of diehard fans and I basically go head to head with them all day long. And no matter where I go, um, football, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Um, let's just hear the booze because apparently nobody seems to really like them except, you know, they're America's team. So I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hockey. I love the Colorado avalanche, um, basketball. I'm a huge Orlando magic fan, except, you know, NBA's kind of broken now. So, uh, college basketball, Villanova, Wildcats college football, Penn state, Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Nothing to do with uh, Minnesota or all anything like that. Right. Um, And then lastly, uh, I'm actually a a Liverpool FC fan as well. Fortunately, you know, things happened where they kind of got their championship taken away now because they didn't have a last chance to win it. Um, I mean, I played sports my entire life, mostly football, baseball, and hockey. Um, Later years after high school and everything like that, it was uh, mostly Bar League softball. Um, One interesting, or not even interesting, I guess, I don't know, one of my... Favorite sports moments was when I went to my first ever Colorado Avalanche game in Denver. Um, my friend and I, who are both Avalanche fans, were sitting in the in the stands, and uh these two girls came up to us and asked if we wanted to play a game, and we had no idea what they were talking about. um They're like, "No, during the first uh, intermission, you want to come down to the ice and play a game." I'm like, "I've sure." I, I mean, didn't think anything of it. We go down and we basically played musical chairs on the ice. Um, and the, the biggest memory of that whole scenario was after the first round, I thought I had, had the first round locked up. There was a chair right in front of me and there was these, those big inflatable blow up like chairs. So I, I got I went on a little, you know, a little cocky and I kind of jumped on it and it shot out from underneath me. So I just fell right on my butt in the middle of the ice. Um sadly to say I lost in the first round and uh yeah but still one of the best moments of you know just to to be on fall on my butt on the ice that the Stanley Cup was on I mean that's just I'll take it
0: not the first time or the last time that you fell on your butt right
4: no no normally (laughs) it's not on something you know so prestigious
0: (laughs) true all right cool
4: thanks Eric thank you all
0: right Next, we'll go over to uh, another sunny locale in uh, St. Paul and talk to Josh Bomback. Welcome to The batch, Josh.
5: Uh, thanks. Uh, I'm Josh Bomback from St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, I've lived in the Twin Cities area pretty much my whole life. Um, I live with my wife-to-be, Rachel, and her 15-year-old son, Alex. We live three blocks away from the St. Paul Saints Stadium. Um, so every once in a while, we try to get in a game or two over there. Uh, while a structural engineer and mathematician by education, uh, I now work for uh, Rachel's forensic psychology business. Uh, I am a fan of all Minnesota teams. Um, it's going to sound very similar to Dan. Uh, Vikings, Twins, Wolves, Lynx, Wild. Uh, I'm going to try to become a soccer fan. I don't know if it's possible, but I have the scarf. Uh, I'll root for the loons. Um, And we'll see. We'll see if I can actually let soccer into uh, my heart. I'm not convinced uh, it'll happen, but uh, also a big fan of the Gophers. That's where I got my two degrees from. Uh, And as I mentioned before, the St. Paul Saints. Uh, Formative sports experiences. Uh, You know, for personally playing, I reached the pinnacle of sports uh, in fourth and fifth grade. Winter of fourth grade, lost in the championship of our basketball league. The summer between fourth and fifth grade, we won our baseball championship, and then in the winter of fifth grade, we beat the team that beat us the previous year, becoming the champions of our basketball league. A little early to have the pinnacle of your sports career, but hey, won some championships. Um, Outside of that, I think probably 1987, when the Twins won the World Series, I was 12, don't think I've ever been more excited about just about anything, especially sports related. Um, 91 was pretty exciting as well. The sad thing is, now that I'm in my 40s, I go, I think, I don't think I'll be as excited if I get to see a Vikings Super Bowl championship as I was as a 12 and 16 year old. There's just something about being able to experience a championship of your favorite team when you're growing up. So, don't get me wrong, if the Vikings can get a Super Bowl championship, I'll be super excited. I'll celebrate. Um, but I just think uh, I maybe missed out a little bit on them not winning while I was younger. A uh, random piece of info about me. Uh, another buddy of mine uh, and I, we are currently developing a bunch of uh, tabletop games. So uh, if anybody's interested, uh, we're, we're called Jab Games, just J-A-B. Games and uh, we have one pocket card game out there available at thegamecrafter.com. And we'll be doing some Kickstarter soon for two full size games. So uh, look for us out there.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Josh, and welcome to the bench.
5: Thank you very much.
0: All right. Now we're going over to another Josh, Joshua Johnson. What's going on in your world, Joshua?
3: Hey, guys. My name is Josh Johnson. I currently live in the Bryan College Station area. Uh, home of the wonderful fighting Texas Aggies. a hey, whoop! Um, family. I have two little kids, two little sons. Um, one's twenty-one months and seven weeks. And the second one's seven weeks. First one's twenty-one months. Um, currently, I'm a call center agent for NRG. It's an energy company. They have the uh, the dome over there in Houston. Uh, teams that I follow. So I'm originally from New Orleans. So I follow all my New Orleans teams. Unfortunately um lots of heartbreaks recently the saints um <clears throat> we don't talk about that with the uh, minneapolis fans minnesota fans um pelicans fan and don't really do the hockey being from the south i know the stars are a thing but uh we don't associate with dallas so those are really the two sports uh follow the tigers for baseball um not having a solid team down south in new orleans um, followed Ivan Rodriguez when he played there for a little bit. Then he went to the Yankees, and I was like, hell no, I'm not doing the Yankees. So we just kept it there. Performing um, a sports experience, man. I played sports throughout high school. Um, I was a big bowler. Um, but definitely my favorite sports was watching the Saints finally win a Super Bowl. And that was forever be the <laughs> the, the highlight of my life. And a random piece of info about me would be, I did spend a year in Australia, so I actually got to see some uh, rugby and some uh, Aussie rules football. Uh, big Crows fan, if anybody's an Aussie leagues football uh, buff, I guess. And that's me.
0: Sounds like we'll need to get some Aussie rules football uh, questions going on in, <laughs> in one of the episodes for you there, huh? You might be the ringer. Is that the, we need to? I mean, figure I, that out.
3: <laughs> I might know a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I want to call myself a huge nerd about that one.
1: There you go. <laughs> if he gets too good, we'll just put a bounty on him. There
3: you go. Oh, <laughs> too <Aww. laughs> <Aww. laughs> soon. soon. Uh, soon. Wait.
0: The Minnesota-New Orleans is going to be fun. Fun dynamics here.
3: <laughs>
0: All right, well, thanks, Josh. Appreciate that. You too. Alright, well next we'll go over to Mason. Mason, why don't you tell us about yourself? And this is Matt from the future. Mason wasn't able to make it to the recording of this episode, so I had to have him record his intro and insert it here.
6: Hello, my name is Mason Guillot. I live just outside of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I am currently a student at LSU. It's my junior year. I'm majoring in math. Uh, my favorite teams are all Louisiana teams, the so LSU, Saints, Pelicans. And interestingly enough, my Major League Baseball team is the Atlanta Braves. It's the first baseball stadium I went to, and so I've been a, a Braves fan ever since. And my formative sports experience, I have a couple of those. Uh, one of them is when LSU played Ole Miss a few years ago and won 10-7 to on a touchdown with a few seconds left. Um, that was pretty amazing. Um, and also this year getting to watch Joe Burrow absolutely sling the ball down the field, watching pretty much every home game this year in Tiger Stadium. So both of those were really nice experiences. And a uh, random fact about me, I co-own a Guinness World Record with about 200-and-something other people um, for a math competition that I did a few years ago. That's awesome, Mason. I
0: know, man, great job. Good job, Mason.
6: Wow, Mason,
2: Cameron, Jordan, Cameron. <laughs> and that whole thing about rustling
1: crocodiles, that's insane. <laughs> I'm
0: going to have to get that recipe. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, I'll go next. Um, I'm Matt Doherty. I live in Western Wisconsin, I'm married to my wife, Erica, and I have two kids 11 year old twins, and I work in technology. Uh, because I grew up in Minnesota, but my family is from Wisconsin, I have an odd collection of teams. I follow the uh, 13-time world uh, champions, Green Bay Packers, along with the Minnesota Twins, the Wisconsin Badgers, and then a mix of other random teams here and there. I also currently am a big bowler, so I bowl in three separate bowling leagues, I know, nerd alert. And I carry about like a 175 or 180 average. And yes, I do have like about 15 balls. So a uh, formative experience for me, kind of two things. Obviously, 1996 when the Packers won the Super Bowl was a big deal to me. Uh, family came from a small town in western Wisconsin called Ellsworth. And uh, uncle and aunt owned a bar in town. And I drove up, drove up from college. I was going to college down in Winona, Minnesota and drove up and watched the game there at the bar with my family. It was um, it was really, really fun. It was one of those moments in life that you can always remember. But I guess I really got into professional sports, even though I played sports a lot and as a kid and in high school. I really, really got into professional sports when I got my first job out of high school. I was delivering motor parts, so I was in a truck all day And I got bored with music and quickly grew to love the local sports radio personalities. I later on went to host a few different uh, radio shows in both Rochester, Minnesota, and in a small town near Green Bay, Wisconsin. And then I grew up, uh, I I gave up radio later on in life, um, you know, because most people on radio were jerks. Uh, But here I am again trying to rekindle the old magic with the podcast. So super excited to see how this goes. All right. Now, let's go over to another fellow New York fella. Let's talk to Scott Grimes. Scott.
2: That's me. I am Scott Grimes. I'm from upstate New York, uh, born and raised, unfortunately. Uh, I am currently a commercial recruiter, uh, so I help people find jobs. That's what I do for a living. Um, uh, you know, kind of randomly, I don't follow any specific sports teams. Uh, growing up, I just kind of fell in love with specific players and athletes. Uh, over the years, I've tried to settle into different teams, and I just can't do it. It's like, at, every time i come close, I play like a player I like, and then I'm like, you know what, this is why I don't do it. So it got to a point where I just, you know, stopped even, even trying. Um, you know, but some of my all-time favorite athletes, uh, definitely as a kid growing up, basketball uh, was Grant Hill for me. Baseball was Gary Sheffield, uh, and then a little bit later, when I got a little bit older uh, for football, I just like fell in love with Tony Romo and, and you know really uh, just kind of followed his whole career. Love him as a broadcaster, so I had a lot of respect for him as well. Uh, I was a baseball prodigy growing up. Uh, I set my little record by winning four MVP awards, which made me really unpopular with the other kids because uh, I had all the trophies. <laughs> Um, I threw two no-hitters. I have two 16-strikeout games, all uh, Little League records at my Little League, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I switched over, played basketball in high school, uh, competitive flag football after college. Uh, Nowadays, I'm the player coach of an old man softball team, and uh, I never miss an opportunity to rant about the olden days when I had speed and agility since I don't have that anymore. Uh, Formative sports moments, uh, really there's two like I said, growing up in the 90s, uh, I remember specifically watching two very iconic moments on TV. Uh, the first one was uh, Jordan against the Jazz uh, in the NBA Finals, hitting that buzzer beater over Byron Russell. Uh, you know, that was a big moment for me. And then the second one that I'll never forget is the um, the home run chase in 98 with McGuire and Sosa. Like I said, I was a baseball player. Baseball pretty much my whole life. And I remember my mom letting me stay up late even uh, on a school night to you know, watch the at-bats as they were kind of broadcasting them on ESPN every time. McGuire would come up every time Sosa would come up. So I would do that for nights and nights and nights while those guys were hitting home runs. So I'll never forget that. Uh, something random about me, um, I once locked eyes with LL Cool J at a Clippers game. Um, <laughs> we were sitting on opposite sides of the Staples Center and during a timeout, we just happened to look across at each other and neither one of us wanted to budge apparently. Um, but I honestly can't tell you who ended up, who ended up losing that staring contest because I was just immersed in the game at that point. But, uh, that was you know no Jack Nicholson. Like it was a Clippers game, not a Lakers game. No Jack Nicholson, but LL Cool J randomly in the first row. So there you go.
0: That's awesome, man. LL. So you just happened to be at a Clippers game. Oh no! I lived.
2: I, I was. I lived in L.A. for nine months. Uh, I was a okay. teaching assistant out there, and we were able to. Get, we got really cheap Clippers tickets all the time, like nine dollar Clipper tickets for like Saturday games. Are so they expensive? Go pretty much, Clipper tickets. I mean, this. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, I lived out there in like 2012. So I mean, they were actually pretty good. It was Blake and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, Eric Bledsoe. So, so I mean, they were actually pretty good. Um, but we went to like a Clippers Suns game, and that's when L Cool J was. Don't know why he was there on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, I, I feel like he's probably gonna do a more marquee game, but maybe he
0: got cheap tickets too. You never know, right?
2: I'm sh- I'm sure he did. He his he did. seats his his seats were like it's weird because we we're at a weird angle because we were up a little bit and he was in the front row. But for some reason, I was like, hey, that's L Cool J. And it, right as I kind of noticed him, I don't know if he saw my like hand go up to point or something, but his eyes just locked with mine it was magical
1: that's awesome can you tell me do ladies love cool james
2: i think everybody loves cool james all right i think that's what my story kind of reveals huh
5: <laughs> you now Scott, you're mentioning the 98 uh, home run chase uh, i've realized that i have a i have a blind spot so this is you guys can write all these questions that i won't be able to answer the blind spot is like 95 to 98 major league baseball because i realized i was one of those people i wasn't coming back after the strike so i didn't pay a lot of attention except for maybe the twins so i have a big gap of you know three four years there where you can write all the questions you want i'm not gonna know them.
1: Yeah, the nobody's mid- gonna know the questions about the minnesota twins from the 90s Mid-ni- mid <laughs> the late
0: to late 90s. 90s twins is the oh. That's like the Mojave Desert of baseball.
2: I, I might throw you guys the Brad Radke question. You never know. We'll see. There
1: you know, he was room. the oasis in the uh, yeah. in that desert.
0: All that uh, horrible play got them stocked up for that uh, run in the 2000s, though. So, Johan Santana.
5: They just couldn't quite couldn't
0: pull put it, it together.
2: Off. Oh. I mean, just, just like all the other teams they just couldn't beat the Yankees in the playoffs, uh, true. just like Oakland back then. I mean, Oakland was really good and really competitive. Seattle had some really good seasons.
0: Well, even that 2002 season, when we went to the ALCS and lost to the angels, that
1: was a rough series beat the Moneyball Oakland A's in true. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. In that one.
0: That was good. Yeah. So there you go. This is our core group of, uh, bench warmers. We'll be, uh, bringing shows to you we've been meeting every night for the past yeah. two and a half weeks i think we all know each other pretty well by but now it, so
5: it certainly seems like the uh the al central is well represented we don't have any royals fans or indians no fans. no
4: we i don't, thought we don't know three
2: out of five i um well i actually the indians were one of my the teams i really liked growing up um like Manny Ramirez, Kenny Lofton, David Justice. I mean, they had some really good teams. I, I rooted for them growing up. And my brother actually lived in Cleveland for a while, so I'd go down and catch some games with him. So I'm not, you know, that pledging my allegiance to them, but, you know, I like the Indians. but I mean, he right. can like a good team like the White Sox, so I mean, it's okay.
1: When did they have a used, good team again? You just used good team and White Sox in the same sentence. That's That's creative, man. <laughs> I hit pause
4: in 2005, so I'm just going to. You know the <laughs> I, thing about it is is that, day.
0: you know, we us us twins fans, we have one good season, you know, and obviously I think they're building up to something for a long run here, but one good season in 2019, and all of a sudden all the cockiness of the early ninety era or the two thousands era just comes back just like that without even missing a beat. No. We forget no, about the no, whole no, ten
1: no. years of uh lost stuff stuff. Absolutely no. not, absolutely not. We're not I, like
5: Packer fans. We I know exactly. We forget the eighties.
1: <laughs> Minnesota Twins fans all know how this movie ends because we've seen oh, it yeah. so many times.
5: No, but when it comes, we
0: are the uh, Minnesota Twins are the ultimate punch down people. We are the always the complain about the people over us and punch down as much as we can on Royals and White Sox
5: fans. So
4: I I, I wish it would just be two thousand five for one more time in my lifetime. <laughs>
5: Well, I think that's a lot of people would like to pick one year and let it be that year.
4: Well, I I honestly, it was something that I never thought, because up until 2005, I'm like, I'm never going to watch them win. Like, it was just a team. I'll watch them when they're on TV, and then that's it. Um, There's a few opening days where I got super excited. There was, like, one where Albert Bell hit, like, two homers. I'm like, this is their year, and then next thing you know, they're in last place again. Um, And then 2005 came around, and they were just winning games just – like small ball, like you know, just weird ways to win games, and then that one, like they, they beat the, they demolished the Red Sox in the first round of the playoffs in 5 I'm like that. I thought that was that was huge, and then they played the Angels, and it was the only team I was worried about, and they lost the first game, so I thought that was just it was over. Um, and then there was that you know that AJ Brzezinski thing that got one them game two, um, and then they didn't lose a game the rest of the way out. So I mean, it was it was special for me, and it's just. Something I don't think I'm going to
0: see again. I'm not ashamed to admit it that I cheered for the White Sox that entire postseason. Just because I didn't like the, uh, you know, I the Red Sox had won the World Series the year before. So I didn't want them to win again. And then they went and played the Angels who had beaten the Twins in the ALCS in 2002. And I didn't want the Angels to win again. And then the in the World Series, I thought, uh, oh, what the heck? The White Sox haven't gotten there in a, you know seven thousand years, so let's go ahead and cheer for them. Plus, they had AJ Brzezinski, so you know, it's kind of hard to cheer against AJ. Well, no, it is it is easy to cheer it's against them. Really him, easy to cheer against AJ. But it's kind of hard when you understand what the shtick is that he's doing. So, all right, gentlemen, any other uh, smack talk we want to do? It's kind of hard when Scott doesn't cheer for a team, so well, it's kind of well, hard the- to say like, yeah, David Justice, right?
2: It, it, it's it's tough because you know because like <laughs> the teams that you guys root for I mean growing up in the 90s like the Packers were always on TV in New York so it's like I you know grew up I remember I had a whole trading card deck of just Packers players I'm talking like Dorsey Levins. I had like Reggie White, Santana Dotson you know like the whole rosters from the mid-90s for the Packers and um, you know I also rooted for that White Sox team just because it was different it was Parody for the league, you know, they were just never good as I was like a kid. And it's like, whoa, the White Sox, like, of all teams are good. It was like nice to see. They had some like likable players on their team, like Joe Creedy and Aaron Rowan. Those guys were were pretty likable guys. So, you know, you always like to see guys like that who play the game the right way, like, you know, get rewarded with winning. um uh, You know, the Vikings, my, my dad liked the Vikings growing up. My dad was a big Chris Carter fan, you know, so you know watched a lot knew a lot about the vikings watched a lot of vikings games and up until they got joe webb at qb and then that was pretty much it uh,
1: that's not joe webb that's
2: uh <laughs> spurgeon, <laughs> webb. It's spurgeon
1: Webb, right Just um
5: also, you know I so it's
2: confused i <laughs> no, i,
5: I kind of gathered that was a name that was put
2: together <laughs> today's show but i uh yeah no i i mean a lot of the teams you guys root for are teams that i'm you know i mean I like to fancy myself being familiar with all the teams, but I mean, you know, definitely teams that, you know, I paid attention to and, and have a little bit of connection with all of them. I mean, they, they were definitely big part. So like when we talk about it, I'm just going to be on everybody's side and instead of trash talk, just, I'm just going to cheer all of them and, 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 bask in the glory for you guys or with you guys, I guess, except the saints. So, yeah. yeah. I don't really have a lot of uh, <laughs> connections with the saints to be honest with you. Yeah. There's not much there for me.
0: So, uh, I mean, obviously. So, what are your what's everyone's like most, uh, hated team? I mean, obviously, I you know that both the Vikings <laughs> fans for probably the Packers and for me, it's the Vikings, but there's other teams that I can't stand. So, like, who's your most hated team there, uh, Scott?
2: Uh, Patriots in football, definitely. Just, well, I just, Just all the winning and just the the, the same thing over and over again. And it's again, because I don't root for a team, I'm really a fan of parody. I like to see when it's changed up and new teams, you know, come up the ranks. And, you know, you just don't get that as much anymore. So it's like, I'm just over it, you know? Pretty much, like, what they they won in in 2004, I was 15. So pretty much my entire adult life, the Patriots have been the best football team. And it's like, I'm just kind of over it. And I'm really happy that it seems like the guard is finally changing.
4: Yeah, hope it's so. it's it's interesting because I was actually the opposite of that. In the beginning, when they were winning all the time, I despised them. I'm like, Tom Brady is a system quarterback. It's just it's not fun to watch. It's like he's throwing right. five-yard passes every four and a half seconds. It's just not fun. And then as they just kept winning with just random just guys like you wouldn't even want on your team, and they're just winning and winning, and I'm finally like came to respect it. Like maybe he's not. Um, and it's like especially being in Buffalo, going to see those games when they right. came here and would just wipe the bills all over the place. It was I, – I found respect for Tom Brady at the end, and now he's gone to Tampa Bay. So it's kind of like that Joe Namath situation, Joe Montana, like everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to work out, but we'll see.
2: Yeah. Uh, I did, yeah, I don't know. It's just them. Oddly enough, like for most of my life, I hated the Yankees. Um, just being here and just like, oh my God, everyone's just so obsessed with them, and it's like they just buy all their teams, and you know, I. It was just one of those things where it's like I just I can't root for them. Like I'll root for the the Moneyball A's or you know a small market team that's building up the right way and, and doing it the way you're supposed to, rather than just buying because like they buy all the players that I liked on other teams and I won't like them anymore. It's like oh I, I I love David Justice oh now he's a Yankee Gary Sheffield's my favorite player oh now he's a Yankee. It's like. You know, all these guys I've rooted for because they weren't Yankees, and then the Yankees get them, and it, it you know, puts a damper on it for me. Uh, I thought Mariano Rivera is the most overrated player ever. Like, the fa- like, I hated it. I would get in fights in school because I'm like, he throws one inning, guys. He throws for one inning. Like, give me Pedro Martinez over Mariano Rivera any day.
4: A lot of the time it's one inning with no pressure. Like, yeah, it's, it's, right. It's, it's one.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's, so it's like, all right, I understand that, like, he does it in clutch moments. Doesn't mean other closers can't, they just unfortunately aren't in those clutch moments. Like, you know, I'm he sure did. that Troy Percival <laughs> could have done it too. He just didn't have as many opportunities. Yeah,
5: yeah. he got, he had plenty of opportunities, that's for sure. Right. But uh, And he threw I don't a know. Pitch. I can't but I can't. Th- well, yeah, I'm not denying.
2: I'm not denying the talent. Like I, I, you well, know, yeah, it's just. But, I, mean, I don't think he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to baseball. Like a lot of Yankees fans, you know. He's no Bobby Janks. Right. He's no Bobby <laughs> Jenks. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty much the two teams. Uh, I, I now that's gone now. Once my father passed, because he was a huge Yankee fan, which is also part of the reason I hated them, because it was just nice to troll him like that yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, once he passed, I kind of said like, all right. Out of respect for him, I won't hate them as much. I'll tolerate them now. So,
0: Josh or Dan?
5: I mean, obviously, Packers are pretty much on the top of the list. But uh, I'm trying to think others—is
4: that a Vikings like true like number one? Is Packers? Is it? Is that what it is?
1: All right. So we're going to go over this one time because I know that it's a it's a trigger for <laughs> uh, for Matt. So we won't we won't dwell on it. But here's the thing: is what you have to realize about the Twin Cities market is that there are roughly 15-20% of the population are Packers fans. Um, and it makes it really 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 difficult when the Packers are good and the Vikings are not um, to have to deal with that all the time. It's it's just it's just a constant reminder that your team's chief rival are better than you and we hear it all the time yeah. and it just i mean the vikings radio network mm-hmm. has um has you know a lot of different sh- different shows on it the longest tenured show on the vikings radio network is packer preview it's it's <laughs> we and then the other thing you're going to realize about minnesota as you as you go on with with this podcast and knowing us we have a a pretty bad inferiority complex we we hold grudges when we lose um so any team that beats us in big situations we're gonna hate i'm running out of teams to hate in <laughs> or, um in the nfl because i mean i mean i can't i can't like the cowboys i can't like the the um falcons i can't like the eagles i can't like the saints um the redskins i can't like them um the giants i can't can't like anyone in the (laughs) nfc east um i mean all i just i'm just i'm running out of teams that i could possibly like because and the thing that
0: the thing that uh that folks around here that folks only around here seem to get you know for a packer fan if you live um basically from the the eastern two-thirds of the state their primary rival over there is the Chicago Bears. Yep. If you live on the western third of the state, the primary rival is the, the Vikings. Now, if you asked a Bears fan who their biggest rivalry is, it's the Packers. If you ask a Viking fan who their biggest rival is, it's the Packers. If you ask a Detroit Lions fan who their bigger rival, biggest rival is, it's the Packers. Everyone in our division hates the Packers the most, mainly because we're a bunch of arrogant jerks. You couldn't have have said
2: it better. Let let me ask you guys this, because obviously I'm sure you guys, you know, there's the Brett Favre debate all the time. But how do you guys feel about Darren Sharper? Besides like the, the fact, fact that he was still, a long time. still in jail, isn't he? No, I just mean like, you know, <laughs> as as someone who played like a lot of years with both teams. No,
0: well that's that's a thing that mean, you're gonna see a lot with the time Dan and Josh I'll talk about this a lot. The amount of crossover that we had of right. you know, tired old rundown Packers or Vikings that went to the other team and finished their career doing absolutely nothing for the other team because somebody stupid in the front office thought that they were gonna they were gonna, you know, sprinkle some fairy dust is you know so Brett Favre is just one example of dozens of Packers that went to Vikings and it was that there was a bunch of uh, late 80s and 90s era Vikings who came over and played for the Packers before they got halfway decent too so
1: Darren Sharper's a complicated one though too because he's got the whole Saints thing going too Yeah,
5: yeah right well, I think the biggest thing he has going is you know. Well, right, obviously his yeah. criminal activity, which we yeah. maybe don't need to get into, but what, uh, yeah.
0: But as a big football fan, though, too, I, you know, on when it comes to the Gophers and Gopher football, you know, I, you know, they had that run back, you know, when the basically when the world started, and they were unbelievably awesome, and they won six or five national championships basically before World War II and then they won one after that in 60 or something like that with Bronco Nagurski or somebody. But aside from that, the Gopher football team hasn't really been much you know, to cheer for for about 50 years. And I would say it's the exact opposite for the Badgers. The Badgers, up until about Ron Dane era, had absolutely nothing to cheer for. They never won, and they were never even relevant. Then all of a sudden they went from Barry Alvarez and... And so now as a Badger football fan, well, the Badger fan period, it's my second hate, my, you know, my biggest hatred is for the Vikings. The second one's probably for the Yankees. But then after that, it's got to be the Ohio State Buckeyes. I just, with every fiber of my human person, detest anything and everything that has to do anything with Ohio State. Cannot stand them. They are the, they are the arrogant. If you guys think the Packer fans are arrogant jerks, then Ohio state is the arrogant jerks, of the big 10, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I still I, hate, I, the, don't think I, can I still hate the know. Badgers more, but.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I try not to with college sports. I don't have huge hatreds typically just cause I don't know. Cause maybe they're, they're not professionals yet. You know, I, I save my hatred for <laughs> pro teams typically. Like, I'll usually root for Big Ten teams when they get to the NCAA tournament and things like that. Even if it's the Badgers, I want them to do better than, you know, an SEC team or an ACC team.
1: I like to see the Big Ten represent well. Um, And maybe that's just, you know. I think I do the same thing. Here's the thing, though. I'm not cheering against the Wisconsin Badgers. I'm cheering against the Wisconsin Badgers fans. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you understand I that. You, I mean, oh, Matt, yeah. you understand exactly 100%. what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, but I, so I, I will preface all of that by saying that Wisconsin Badger fans are nowhere near the arrogance level of Packer fans. No. Nope. I mean, Packer fans are just to another level of, you know, I mean, and I said it specifically in my little thing earlier, you know, we love, us Packer fans, love to say 13-time world champions. That just eats at viking fans every time they Same want to admit it now Yankees,
4: yeah yep, it's exactly. not just not just vikings fans because when you said that i was going to say something i well, can looking 13 really like just yeah. come on
5: <laughs> what what do you so what about it what
1: about
0: it,
4: it the, like the stuff before the Super Bowls. like uh, i mean
0: oh Super Bowls. Are, so
1: 1964 doesn't count so no. the Bra- the Browns can talk about it then? The Browns okay. can talk about how many
4: exactly, championships they Right. Have. Like, like the Bills, for instance, like they've never won a Super Bowl and that's all you hear. But no, they actually never, ever bring up the fact that they've won championships right before the Super Bowl started. That would probably kill me more than anything.
0: My favorite is I used to have a Viking fan friend when um, I lived down in Rochester in college and he was one of these guys that I would talk about the Vikings and the championships and he'd say, Well actually, um when they went to Super Bowl four, uh that was before the NFL and the AFL officially merged. So the Vikings officially won an NFL championship in nineteen seventy one or whatever year it was. And I'm like, okay that is a you, true statement.
5: <laughs> you keep on going with that and then you watch well, re-watch wait, if the you, if, if you watch the Super Bowl and watch the so then so you get to count your NFL championships. Yeah. But nobody else gets to.
0: No, you can go ahead. Count your one. That's fine. Good for you. (laughs) But then you lost in the Super Bowl. Those those other NFL championships from the twenties, thirties, forties, and one they didn't win in the fifties. But those those all count as NFL championships. Sure,
5: I didn't say they didn't count.
0: (laughs) I'm just teasing you, man.
5: (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't. uh, I wasn't alive when they technically won that NFL championship. Well, and that's
0: why that '96. That 96 season, you know, and that's why I think I disagree with you guys. I think the time that the Vikings win their Super Bowl, which they will in your guys' lifetime, when they do it, it's going to be so much relief and joy. It's just like those Red Sox fans that all of a sudden thought they'd never see it in their entire life, and then now they just love talking about that 2004 season. It's going to happen for you guys, and when it happens, you know, I'm going to be happy for you, but I'm still going to – Talk about 13. So, well, by then, it'll probably be 16. So,
5: no, not if, uh, <laughs> I mean, what? So, uh, Jordan Love's going to win you one. Yeah. And then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. what? Who's the next quarterback 10 years later? Who you'll sure. win one with? And that then you'll guy, win too. One yep, with, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that
0: gal. Who knows? That gal. From now, never know. <laughs> Could be. All right. Should we wrap this up, gentlemen?
2: Uh, wait, I want to know who Eric hates. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eric,
4: the list is no, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, it's 100% the giants just without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, but living in Buffalo, um, if the giants played the bills, I would root for the giants. And, and, and it, it's, <laughs> no matter, no, who, no, whoever plays the bills any Sunday, I, I, I've had, I had season tickets for like, four years and I gave them up just because it was just so ridiculous seeing these people. And just the optimism they have from one second to the next and then immediately crash down and then just three seconds later back up to being Super Bowl champion. Like it's it's they're all over the map. It it I I don't understand how like they before every season, I don't know if it is for every team or not, but before every season they're expecting it to be better than it was like they ignore the fact that they've like lost 10 games a year before or something like that it's just you can cut all of this out because this is not going to want for anybody in buffalo wants to hear this um but i can you know i have a lot of friends that are bills fans but i my closest friend that uh likes football is a a vikings fan so they're pretty high on my list to watch want them to lose um but not to the to, to the level of the giants i mean other than the Bills and the Giants, everybody else is proud, kind of okay for me.
0: Dan, any I, you're, anything uh, other than your normal?
1: the Yankees. Can't stand the Yankees. Um, the Canucks. Um, oh, just yeah. because how? Just early mid two thousands. They were just. Oh man, they were just insufferable.
0: Oh, I forgot the Dallas Stars. Arrogance. Too. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: Dallas Stars always norm green sucks mm-hmm. right can i get an amen on that one amen um, <laughs> the um the lakers
3: really and that has not that has, Why the lakers?
1: that has nothing to do with them leaving just because they're kind of like the uh in general i do not like dynasties in general yeah
2: that's fair i'm i'm, I'm in that boat with you like i said I, I like to see you know some difference some variation
1: but I'm with Eric, though, where it, it, it got kind of enjoyable to watch the Patriots do what they did. Um, and I'm living in an area now where everyone hates the Patriots. Everyone in, in Charlotte hates them. And I'm just kind of the one standing over the corner going, eh, they're, they're not that bad. <laughs> I, I can think of a lot of other teams that I would not stand before them. Um. If you'd have so, asked me, I'm
4: does sorry. that go back? Does that go back to the, the the Super Bowl that they can't stand them, or is it just? It, yes, I'm sure. It doesn't help. It doesn't well, help. No. But that was like what, fifteen That's, years ago? Yeah, I mean, two thousand four.
1: Yeah, but <clears throat> they're vindictive in Charlotte. I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble mm-hmm. for them, but they're they are vindictive <laughs> out there. I mean we in Minnesota, we have the the whole um woe is us, we're never gonna get there thing. They have that we hate you going on down there um, and until recently, I would have put the saints in the category of teams that I hate, but I think I've gotten to the point where I've forgiven them um because they've had to go through as much crap as we've had to go through, and uh you know what that's that's fine i'll 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 you Forgive and forget, I'm not going to forget. You You set another bounty on one of my players, and then we're going right back at it again. But, I mean, that that year, that, that was heartbreak. My son was born the day before that game, the day before the 2010 NFC Championship game. And I was in the hospital holding him, watching that game. And the, uh, the nurse had to come check on me, and I kept telling her, you know what, I'm holding him because it means I'm not going to get up and throw things. He's calming me down. Um, but when it was, it was heartbreaking that they, they lost in overtime that they had it in their hands and just threw it away with the 12 men in the huddle call um, far thrown back against his body when he didn't have to. I, I mean, the, the, it 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 hurt, and then I found out that the Saints were cheating, and that tore me up. Just absolutely tore me up. So they they were on my list for a long time, but you know it's it's okay now. They've they've suffered enough. I'll let them off the hook.
0: Um, it's, I I I'm, I've always been curious. So the swing back and forth between the hatred for Favre then Favre comes and plays for your team and then you're all on board with him. Right. And then he goes and he does exactly what, you know, all the Packer fans, even as much as people loved him, they all couldn't stand that he threw the ball up in such stupid situations. So it had to have been like right back the other way going like what in the world? No, you disagree. No, no, no. No. I,
5: I still like Brett Favre to this day. I mean, that was a team that, like, he wasn't on the team for long. Obviously, he's much more known as a Green Bay Packer. But, yeah. I mean, that – it was a season that gave serious hope. You know, it just – and he was he, – he's a fun guy, like, yeah. in general. He just kind of is.
1: Like, I always – yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right, Josh. He's He's likable. He's downright likable. Even when you hate him, I, I respected him. Yeah. I absolutely respected him. And when I heard that he could was going to come to the Vikings, I was ecstatic about it. I, I I hated the Packers, and I hated what he was always able to do because you knew it was coming. You give him the ball with two minutes left, he's going to drive down and score. I mean, it's going to happen. And it happened to us a lot. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, Yeah, I think with with the free agency
5: these days, it's hard to hold a hatred for players because the next year they very well could be on your team. Yeah. And, um, and
0: see that there's that, that 2004 to 2008 time period ever as a Packer fan, he kept on dangling retirement at the age of 32 uh, over our heads. And then I was at that game, his very last game in a Packer uniform where he threw that interception to lose the game to the giants, to go to the, Super Bowl. I was at that game and I was so happy when he retired. I was like, this man is done. He's done. I'm just done putting my hopes and dreams in this basket of this man who continuously, you know, he's only that one time was he successful at not, you know, uh, crushing all of my hopes and dreams. So for me, it was like, I've been on this roller coaster a thousand times. You guys got to experience it for like a year and a half. So anyway. (laughs) So, <laughs> All
4: right, right should we wrap so this
0: up? W- Eric, one, last, one
4: last question. I need to know everyone's favorite tight end.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good.
6: That's all it. right,
0: well, I'll just go real quick since I've been talking a lot here. We I know so. it's Bubba Franks, man. Yeah, well, all time, baby. Bubba Franks. I mean, that's just the best name ever. I remember very specifically really getting into Packers jerseys, and I went out and I bought one on eBay and I put the I, I screwed up the little limit on how much money I would pay on eBay or whatever back in the day when that was a big thing. And I ended up paying like $125 for a $60 Puppet Franks jersey. <laughs> so <laughs> still to this day, I got that jersey though. I ain't giving away that.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say Chewy. No, he's yeah. gross. Yeah, well, he got himself in some trouble. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that I have one, like, I mean, I like Kyle Rudolph. I have nothing against Kyle Rudolph, you know, like, I think he's solid. I I mean, it's hard to root against like Tony Gonzalez. Like, he was just such a good player and he's out, uh, just like off the field. He was just such a good guy too. It's hard to root against somebody like that.
5: You know, if I'm going to go back a little ways, I might, uh, I might go back to my, more my childhood and go with uh, Steve Jordan. Ooh, yeah. He was kind of like this tight end that was catching more passes than many others at the time. Um, I don't know, I enjoy, I like, so as I was, you know, you see my Chris Dolman jersey behind me here, that's kind of, you know, in that era there that uh, when I was really becoming a Vikings fan. Um, obviously, you can't go wrong with Kyle Rudolph. He catches everything and it gets thrown to him pretty much. He, he's not going to get any extra yards for you, but, uh, but he'll catch it. And I got to say, I've never seen a tight end quite like Gronkowski. I mean, yeah, the size and speed and uh, if only every tight end could be that good.
1: I'm going to cheat a little bit. He he was a tight end, but he was also a fullback and an H back. I'm going to go Jim Klein saucer. (laughs) Jimmy Jimmy flying
0: Klein saucer.
1: nice. Loved him. Loved him. The guy, I love everything about that guy. His work ethic. His he, he, he's gonna. He, he had a nose for the uh, for the first down marker. I mean, he he, he wasn't letting anything stop him.
0: Oh, he, uh, he was a beast. Get, get punched in the gut and get a broken nose, and he's still in there in the third quarter. Yep.
4: Well, unfortunately, there's uh, no points that round um, for anybody.
3: <laughs> because?
4: The correct answer, um, there was actually two right answers, um, but nobody happened to stumble on either of them. It's either Jason Witten or Jay Novacek, so uh, I apologize <laughs> for you guys. But...
0: Not Dallas Clark? <laughs> no, Dallas. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, bench warmers. And the end of each show we'll hand out the clipboard captains of the game and they'll receive a coveted award named for some truly amazing clipboard carrying backup quarterback. But for now, we'll just say thank you for giving us a listen and we'll keep bench one.
1: That ball hit high and
3: deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board! Yes! Yeah. Yes! Yeah
0: into deep left center for Mitchell and we'll see
3: you tomorrow night
0: that great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick thanks to him for producing that music for us you've been listening to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast make sure to check us out on all of our social media we are at Bench TP